All right, I got it. You ready? Yo, crewies, welcome back to another HMC Presents. We are going to be talking about the movie Five Nights at Freddy's. I am Josh. I'm Erica. I wonder if I should say who I am first. Like, hey, welcome back. I'm Josh. And you'll be like, yo, what's up, dog? And then we'll be like, this is Five Nights at Freddy's. We could. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. Doesn't matter. Um, so this movie came out. We talked about it on In the News a lot. I think mm-hmm. you were excited for it. I was excited for it. I was vocally excited for it. Um, and then we got the news that, hey, not only is this going to drop on Peac- or <laughs> at the movies, but it's also going to yeah. drop on Peacock. And we were immediately like, oh, this may not be great. Right. And... We were, uh, we predicted this last week that it was going to do very poorly because of that news that it was going to drop on Peacock. But uh, Monday or Tuesday, I don't know when we talked about this, we were shocked. I was shocked. I think you were shocked. I was definitely shocked at the box office numbers for it, which I'm trying to pull up now. Everybody calm down. I think I, I think I text you, right? Um, let me see. An image of it? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. 60, I remember seeing it. Eight million dollars or something. I think it had one of the bit, if if not the biggest horror opening of the year. It beat Scream. Easy now. Yeah, it was eighty eighty million dollars opening weekend. Currently yep. sitting worldwide at one hundred fifty two million dollars. International was fifty nine. Uh, domestic was ninety two million. So it had the yeah, biggest beating. Go ahead. Five, six, yeah. Yeah, beating Scream Six, which opened at forty-four million. There you go. Five Nights of Friends. So we were wrong, people. Okay, we thought it was gonna tank because of this whole hey, we're gonna release it on Peacock and on uh at the movies, and they did okay. But uh from a box office standpoint, now I will tell you the Rotten Tomatoes. And the critics of the world, uh, it seems to have switched. Because at first, this thing was getting shit on heavily. Yes. And uh, right now, it's sitting at 30% on Rotten Tomatoes with 165 reviews. It's a 4.6 average or uh, 46%. The audience, though, Mm -hmm. is 88%. Uh, Average and an 88% from the audience. Um, So it's, it's fresh. It's a fresh movie. On the audience scale. Audience scale. Now they the the critics shit all over it, but um, if you haven't seen the movie, we are going to talk about what happens in the movie. So we are going to spoil this movie. So you may want to go watch it first. If you don't care about that, that's fine. Uh, continue listening. But just wanted to give everybody a warning. And I watched it on Peacock. You also watched it on Peacock, right? You you did not go to the movies. Nope. Correct? I watched it. I watched it on Peacock. That was the only way I was going to get it in. And I was excited for it. I really wanted to see it. And I don't know about you, but I did not have any ads on mine, which was great. I don't pay for Peacock. It's free with my cable or it comes with the cable thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually nice to not have ads because every other movie I've watched on there has ads, so just pointing it out there. I don't know if it was just a a special because it dropped the opening weekend, but thought I would add that because uh, ads suck. It's annoying. <laughs> they do. Uh, so for I sure. do. I do pay for Peacock. So I did not have ads, but I generally don't. 
Got it. That's why I figure I had a feeling you paid for it. So I just wanted to add that in case somebody's watching it for free. There are no ads. There's no, there ads. no ads. Um, we watched it with the surround sound on, on the big screen in the back room. It was, it was cool. Um, let me ask you this. Do you think there would have been any benefit to seeing it in the theater? No. 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 I, so I initially was excited for this movie, uh, especially, I mean, I played the first game on my phone years ago. I got stuck and I never went back to it. I'm not big on playing games on my phone. It's not, not something I do. So to be fair, that's why I never bothered. I know this is a very large uh, franchise. There's a, a lot of sequels. Mm -hmm. It may be on. I know it's on Steam now on PC. I don't know if it's on console as well. So this this is a big franchise. It's a big IP. It's a big name with games. And uh, it was that final trailer that came out. I don't know what movie I went to watch. And they showed the entire trailer. I was like, great. Now I know exactly what this movie's about. <laughs> so I wasn't as excited okay. going in. And uh, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm so glad I did not go to the theater to watch this movie. Okay. Interesting. So I'll just ask, did you like the movie? No. Okay. You didn't like it at all. No. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I, I did not look at yeah. your letterbox score, so I don't know what you rated this movie. I will just preface that by saying. Oh, I haven't even put it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, well, you may have seen mine. I don't know if, I think you stalked my letterbox. So I'm sure you saw mine. Um, I'm kidding. Everybody calm down. Hmm. I don't think I have actually. So you don't think I'm, there would have been so any benefit at at the movies? You think no benefit to going to okay. the movies? No. Do you? Um, I was gonna say no. I don't think you need to go to the movies to see this. It wouldn't have added any value to it. It's not like the score, the music was great. There were certain scenes that may have been enhanced. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of jump scares that would have got you at the theater that you wouldn't have experienced at home. So I'm going to say no. I don't think there would have been any any value in seeing this in theaters versus at home. And especially if you have a surround sound at home, I think, I think you're fine watching this. And if you have your phone, I will say this movie was... Super 4K, I felt like, or Ultra HD. I don't know, yeah. because it was very crisp and detailed on my TV. I will say that, that I think I got that better at home yeah. versus the theater. Sometimes the theater, I feel like, doesn't give you this extra crisp image mm -hmm. like you get at home sometimes, I, I feel like. I think it depends, especially if you're streaming it and if there's a lot. Yeah. See, this movie was uh, very colorful at times, which I think helps. Yeah with that because a lot of the times when you watch it at home and you're streaming it, the blacks don't come through as well. They look almost like off, like, like a grayish color um, because of the yeah. pixelation half with your TV when you're streaming. Now, if you were to watch it at home on a, like a Blu-ray or a 4k, it would definitely look um, a lot better, mm -hmm. but I thought it looked really good streaming it. So I, again, it did from a visual standpoint, the movie looks great. The sound is good, but again, I just don't think there's any value to, uh, going to see it in theaters unless you really want to. One thing right. I wanted to right. ask you about, and I think I dropped, I think you and I text about this, but 
I think the PG-13 rating helped this movie at the box office because I think it got more butts in seats, and I think they did that strategically so that they could get a younger audience in to the, the movies. And once you said that, I thought it was R originally, but since you said it was PG-13, it makes sense because you do get the young crowd, and it could be, again, generational. When I started, when I played it, whatever it was, 10 years ago. Now the young generation can come and watch it. If it's R, you are limiting who's coming to see it. Um, I would say with with the streaming as well, but with streaming, you can watch rated R and your parents don't care, I assume. But to get butts in a PG-13 theater, and this is a, it's a good movie, I would say, to go watch with your teenage friends mm. if you wanted to right if you went on friday or saturday night like okay let's go watch this or hey remember playing this game let's go watch the movie version of it right and you're 16 17 years old i can see that happening right right Agree. It's, it's definitely basically. that it has that <laughs> it has that type of vibe for sure um so i i've never played the game believe it or not i know people are probably shocked does it have any similarities <laughs> to the game uh, I, again, since I only played the first one for like two levels, the only part that brought nostalgia are the animatronics. I will say one of the things I did like were the animatronics. I think they looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. They looked creepy. I don't know. I can't tell if they were CGI or if they were real or both a combo. They must have been half real half i don't know but they looked fantastic they do look like the characters in the game when the main character gets to uh freddy's and he turns on all the security monitors that's part of the game you're literally going from monitor to monitor to see what's going on throughout the night okay. and that part was cool because that's part of the game that is the game you're just watching these animatronics get closer to you uh to the security office and you're supposed to stop them from getting to you basically. So that's, a, that is the yeah. premise of the game is you watch the security cameras and that's it. Yeah, correct. And they start moving, right? Quote unquote. And I forgot what you're, that's where I got stuck. I could never figure out what to do. Like you can't let them come into your office. If they come into your office, you die in ah, the game. Okay. Yeah. So I died a lot. Now, if there was a <laughs> subplot going on, I do not know. And uh -huh. that's that's where the movie lost me is the the store everything. <laughs> the story just well we'll get to that. But um that's what I got in relation to the game. I don't know if there was ever any kind of story going on besides stop the animatronics. Gotcha. Okay. I have never played the game. Probably not gonna play the game if I'm being honest. Um Yeah. So I had no you know, had no comparison to the movie, to the game. Uh, so Josh Hutcherson plays Mike. Uh, he was our main character. Piper Rubio, it looks like, plays Abby, which is his little sister. Um, Elizabeth Lale, I think is her name, plays Vanessa, which is the cop. And Matthew Lillard plays Steve Raglan, who is the um, job services person that puts Mike at Freddy's uh, for the security job. So... There is a like a couple 
like two or three different storylines going on during this entire movie, which I think it got a little confusing at times. And they played on the one way too much in my opinion. And I think it was to the detriment of the movie, but the movie opens up and we see that Mike is, has custody of his sister, Abby, and he is a security guard at a mall. Uh, There's obviously like some like strained, like, sort of relationship going on between the two of them because she doesn't really listen to him. He like wants her to get ready. Uh, and she doesn't really do that. But you yeah. also see like at first, I feel like they make him seem really organized. He gets up. It's early when his alarm goes off. He works out. He goes and gets his little sister ready for school, makes sure she eats, gets her to school, uh, gets to work. And then you see that he has these flashbacks of his kid brother that was abducted when they were kids um, I'd say what, like 10, maybe 10 or 11 years old. Probably. Yeah, I would say. So. And he has this recurring dream of what happened that day. But you also find out that he has read this book, which they tell you this very early in the sh- in the movie, because his security guard friend, when he goes to work, had read the book also, <laughs> and they talk about it. So he's reading this book about how if you um, put yourself in a certain setting, you can recall certain memories that are locked in your brain. Everything you've ever seen, which I thought this was kind of cool, everything you've ever seen or heard is inside of your brain. It's just that you have to be able to trigger that memory in order to remember every yeah. aspect of it. So they never found his little brother. They don't know who abducted his little brother. All he knows is the car and like the brother screaming in the back of the window, which is heart-wrenching, and um, them driving away which is crazy to me because I don't know if you knew this or not, but recently there was a family that was camping and the little, Mm. there was a family and the little girl rode off on her bicycle down to this cul-de-sac to turn around and come back. And like, she never came back. So the family's like freaking out like 15 minutes Mm. went by and they couldn't find this kid. And she was like missing. They couldn't find her. And they ended up finding her three days later. So this campground backed up to like a County road and somebody had, I think he had to have been watching them, um, but he took this girl, like took her, put her in his basement, and then went to try to ransom the family to get money to get her back. The cops got him. They followed him. They ended up getting the little girl back. But like for us, we go camping and stuff, and like, yeah, it was crazily, I don't think that's a word. I'm making up words again. We were going camping not that's that fine. not that long after this whole article came out on what had happened, but like Abby was like obsessed with this for like four days until they finally found this little girl. But anyway, yeah, to see this kid this get abducted at this campground and gone, so he ne- they never yeah. found they never found the brother, and so he's uh, got like a tape he listens to a nature tape while he sleeps. He takes I think Valium is that the right drug? I think that's. That's what it was. I never saw the bottle. Like I always happened to look down when yeah. they showed the pill bottle, but I figured it's some kind of anxiety medic medication or sleeping pills. Yeah, it is a Valium. Yeah, it's a sleeping. Yeah, yeah. That's what it that's what it was. But so he's like putting himself in this coma state with this like mm. wooded poster to try to get because he thinks he can remember something that will allow them to find his brother um, or whatever. So that's where he's at when the movie opens. That's the state of mind he's in. But does it ever say what happened to his parents? Uh, So the mom passed away a few years prior. Okay, He's an adult now, so she passed away. And all they said was that the dad couldn't take it. 
So they left that into what I think is interpretation, whether he left, like just left the family or he committed suicide is what I would think. I initially thought both parents had maybe committed suicide because when you watch all these other movies or read things about when you lose a child, it's it's very devastating Mm -hmm. to parents, even if you have that other child and I don't think they had the sister yet, right? No, I don't think so. But he did so, make a comment that they were never the same after the brother left. Because yeah. I think he tells her at one point, you never saw them before. Was it? Is it mm. Steve? No, Stevie's a different from a different movie. Never mind. Um, I don't remember. The Garrett. Lore. Garrett. There you go. See, you're here Garrett. with the memory. You <laughs> unlocked it because you did the thing yeah. that he does in the movie where you remember things. Ooh. Ooh. nature sounds so they, they're playing they, in the background you just don't know it that's what it is you have one earbud playing nature sounds but so they lay this foundation exactly. for this character which is really interesting to me obviously i have two little kids and i that always pulls in my heartstrings right so i was invested a little bit just based on that story um he's at the mall he's a security guard again up to this point they make him seem like he really has his shit together so you're like okay yeah this dad assuming we don't know this guy pulls this little kid away and it, it, look, the kid's fighting him. So it kind of looks like he is abducting this kid. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, Mike tracks the guy, runs the guy down, throws him into the fountain and just absurdly beats the crap out of this guy in front of like, I know everybody at the mall. Everybody. So, <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, okay, this guy clearly does not have his stuff together. Like at all. And when the movie initially started, did you assume that they were brother and sister or did you initially think it was father and daughter? The only reason I knew it was brother and sister was because I think they said that in the trailer, but there was a certain point because they don't tell you until the aunt comes into play. um, Correct. That it's the sister because I was Abby and I, Mm -hmm. Abby watched it with me and we were talking. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's his sister because I'm like, it did look like it could be his daughter because I think they may... And don't get me wrong, I think Josh Hutcherson did fine in this movie with the role he was given, but like he seemed a lot older than her. So I thought it was like the age gap was pretty, pretty evident. It was. So initially I thought it was father-daughter, but then it's how they started acting with each other, their relationship. I'm like, oh, I think that's a brother. Because it's a good 15, 20 minutes, I would say, before Mm -hmm. the aunt comes in. Yeah. And it's revealed that that's the sister. It's not until at some point she calls him an idiot or something, you know, very brotherly sister thing. And I, yeah, yeah, I don't think you would say that to your dad. (laughs) Uh, You've never met my kids. They definitely would. They're very rude to me. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, it's, but it seemed very uh, brother sister. But I just I was just curious what you thought because it t- it doesn't really explain it right off the bat. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting to see what other people uh, would think. Uh, I do think it's tragic. The whole I think that's very devastating for anybody. And I clearly he carries a lot of guilt with the brother because he was left responsible with him. Yes. Right. And not only did he get kidnapped, he technically saw it but now can't remember and can't do anything about it. And the the thing he's talking about, it almost sounds like hypnosis, right? Because right? I think that's what hypnosis is. It's triggering and digging deep. Right. I That is very interesting. I don't know if that's possible. 
I would be, I think the mind is much more powerful than we know. So I can only imagine that that information might be in there for this guy. And I can understand that part of him I did like, because I can't imagine living with that guilt. And he is just dying for an answer. And this has been, what, let's say 20 years since that happened. 15 years, who knows? Probably, He's probably yeah. in his 20s, right? I would say he's in his late and, 20s, yes. I, I would think, yeah, that it yeah. had to have been that long. But I also wonder if his parents blamed him because I mean, he was supposed to be watching the little brother. Right, mm-hmm. wrong, or indifferent, it's not his job to watch his little brother. It's his parents' job to watch the brother. But he was put in charge of, hey, watch your brother. And yeah. he loses... Uh, sight of the brother because it's like a frisbee or something and the, another camp, group of campers yeah. are past. He picks it up, tosses it, looks up, the brother's gone. So I wonder if it's like a twofold thing where like one, his parents blamed him for it and two, they yeah. were the ones that were like, well, you saw him get abducted. What do you remember? Like what was the license plate number? What, what color was the guy's hair? What color was the car? So I wonder if they just like interrogated him so much he couldn't remember that it has continued to ruin the rest of his life and he's just harps and is obsessed with it because he could never help that his parents likely blamed him and continued to you know like well you saw it what did you see you know what i mean and for a kid that would be extremely difficult to deal with and how tragic is it that this is years later and you're very obsessed with this deep down he has to realize that I mean, I guess anything is possible, but he's dead. Like, your brother is dead. Right. How long has it been? Unless this is one of those sadistic people that just kidnap people and keep them forever. But the chances are he's dead. And you're still insisting on trying to find him. And I don't know if you noticed when he does relive this memory, the car doesn't have a license plate. It's black. Mm-hmm where the license plate is supposed to be, where I I took that as he just can't remember. It's just a blank space. I mean, how long ago was that? And more time is passing every day. You're not going to remember that information, most likely, Right, I would say. So he's definitely a drastically flawed character, which, again, I like that aspect of it. Um, So we find out that the aunt, for whatever reason, is trying to get custody of the sister, Abby. Uh, He, Mm -hmm. Mike, I keep wanting to call him Josh because that's the actor's name. But Mike believes wholeheartedly (laughs) that she just wants the insurance money or she wants the money that he gets for being her uh, guardian. So we see that whole thing. The aunt is really kind of a jerk. She brings this, which I thought was kind of funny. She brings this lawyer who like clearly is out of his league and doesn't even, he's like uncomfortable even being there at the school. Um, and you see that the teacher, the principal or whoever, the guidance counselor, whoever that lady is, she really likes Mike and wants him to, to keep Abby because there's a few different scenes with this and I can't remember the order of all of them, but she basically tells him that he's the most important person in her life and that he needs, basically Mm -hmm. you need to get your shit together because he even questions like maybe she would be better off with going with my, with the aunt and maybe she could give her a better life and the, the guidance counselor kind of talks him out of it. So he goes to try to find a new job, which this is where Matthew Lillard's character, uh, Steve Raglan, comes into play. And I love Matthew yeah. Lillard. I'm obviously biased because he's in Scream, and I've just always liked Matthew Lillard. I think he is really good in most of the roles that he's in. But he he's painfully Matthew Lillard all the time. I, for, I didn't even recognize him. I saw his name. I didn't know he was in this. I guess I missed that information 
somewhere along okay. the way. And I saw his name, you know, pop up at the beginning of the movie. I go, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Stu is in this. I'll always <laughs> know him as Stu. And because uh, I think he is fantastic in that role and uh, or Shaggy, right? Because he's also Shaggy to me, but more Stu. But one, I didn't recognize him at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, who is that? I mean, I'm sure it was the beer and everything. I mean, he is much older now. Right. But I don't know. His role was uh, eh. in the end. It was more. I felt like it was Stu. Yeah. Again. Right. In a way. But he was very obviously suspicious in the office, which I don't know if that was on purpose. Uh, I don't know if it was just the way it was played out, but I was like, okay, well, clearly something is up with this guy. And it just, he didn't do anything for me. I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, okay, well, the end is where he saved himself a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I really enjoyed him. Even when they were in the office and he's like rattles off all of Mike's like issues because he's Mm -hmm. been fired so many times. And he's like, and now you're in here begging for my help. And then he extends an olive branch to him. He says, hey, there's this job. Nobody wants it. The pay sucks. The hours are even worse. But here is a job I can give you to help you out. And of course, he's like, you know, I can't work nights because of the daughter or the I even called her his daughter because of his sister, yeah. right? So he's like, well, Bart, I yeah. can't help you. So he leaves and we find out that there's this, I think it's the girl Max maybe. Is that the girl's name? That Yeah, Max is his friend yes. that mm-hmm. has been like watching Abby for him. I'm assuming she's a neighbor or something. Um, yeah. Um, that it's a the, And it's their babysitter. Yeah, that she's like kind of watched, but he doesn't pay her. So like, I don't know. I, to me, I was like, okay, this must be like a family friend or or whatever that stays and helps him out. So that's how he's able to work during the day and whatnot. Um, so long story short, he ends up taking the job at um, Five Nights or f- at Freddy's. I don't. Do they yeah. ever allude to the fact Freddy, of why it's called Five Nights at Freddy's? So, from what I'm gathering, only because this I did look up on. I just looked over the plot on Wikipedia. It takes place over five nights. Uh huh. Five being the last night. I, and I'm sure the game has something to do with it. But since I never got past night two, I don't know. I'm assuming gotcha. that's what that is. You just escalate in, you know, the the animatronics escalate as the nights go on. But uh, the, the name of the actual place is Freddy's Freddy Fazbear's. Yes. Pizzeria. That's right. There we go. And and I caught this and I looked it up, but. This does not take place in 2023, the movie. Yes, it I, takes place in 2000. Yes, so Abby, it said it took it takes place right after uh, the Y2K scare or whatever. Yeah, because we were like, man, what year right does this away. take place? Because the cars are yeah. so weird. The cars were off. Uh, even the walkie-talkies as a security guard. But what threw me off was uh, there was VHS tapes at the house. Mm. I go, why are there VHS tapes? And because the wardrobe wasn't very off-putting because it's, you know, it's pretty, it it stayed kind of the same, but it was just the surrounding that dated it. Oh, um, and the phone in the counselor's office, in the career counselor's office. I go, wow, that's a really old office phone. Like that, that does not exist Right. In 2023, this has to be taking place in the past. Mm-hmm. So 
I wonder what the choice behind that is. Is it to decrease technology yet again? Is that, you know, because there's no cell phones in this movie. Probably. Well, I think right? there's probably a, uh, there, I think there is one at some point. I think there is one, maybe one, but it's like a flip yeah. phone. But I, my guess is because yeah. if they did it, it didn't seem that far out of the realm of possibility that, that, that place would still be there and not torn down and that, that the animatronics would still be around because that makes sense that, okay, it's in the early 2000s. So if he was abducted yeah. and this place was big in the eighties or whatever, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that far out of the realm of possibility that it's still sitting there uh empty yeah so i don't mind the choice i kind of liked it i like it when they do that with movies plus yeah. they're probably trying to play on the nostalgia factor that everybody is obsessed with right now so i'm yeah, sure it was a, uh, a couple different reasons that they went that route so he yeah i mean i thought it was good so yeah i didn't i didn't mind it at all i think it kind of added something to it that it was it just made more sense i think and it gave it a, a sense of of nostalgia which i think probably helped honestly so, uh, yeah. he, anyway, he goes, he ends up taking the job cause he can't get a job anywhere else. He tries and nobody wants to hire the guy. He has to get a job so he can keep his sister. First night he goes and he sets up his, um, office area there. So he brings his poster with him. He brings his volume. He brings his headset and all that. And, um, I guess I should say the movie opened with the original security guard that happens before him, uh, being oh. attacked. You don't really see what happens to him. All you see is like this saw like contraption where the thing is going like into his face or putting a mask on him and then it cuts out. So yeah, Mike gets there. Um, this place is run down and disgusting. It's like been broken into. It looks like it's just kind of like nobody's cleaning it regularly. They're not using it actively. Right. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but I was like the overall feel of this place really feels like a Chuck E. Cheese. It does. It does. Uh, when they, cause he watches an old eighties video, right? That's what the trailer the original teaser trailer that we got, it's a training secu a security training video yeah. from the eighties version of this place. And when they showed it in that video and just when they lit up even the rundown version of it, super Chuck E. Cheese vibes. And there was this one place here by my house, literally across the street that we used to have. It was called Malibu Grand Prix. I don't know why it was called that, but it had go-karts, it had mini golf, it had batting cages, bumper cars, and it had that big arcade just like that. Right. And it's just, it's so cool that I wish we still had places like that that aren't just uh, Chuck E. Cheese or Dave & Buster's. Like, this had it all, you know, all the outdoor stuff, too. It right. just gave me that. It worked. It gave me that nostalgia that I think our generation, we got the last of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I will say that was really cool. It just brought me back to childhood 100%. So you'll have to help me out here because the first night, I don't think anything really happens. He falls asleep. He does some things here and there. Um, does he yeah. meet the cop? Does he meet her the first night or the second night? I believe it's the second night and I, I found the whole cop thing. I mean, even that was suspicious is like, why would you randomly stop in here? I mean, he's just a security guy, not just not, you know, lessening his job, but it's just, he's doing his job. Why would you have any reason to stop here mm -hmm. out of anywhere on, on your job? And my other question, is she 
Is she in you? Is she the girlfriend from you season one? I should have you know looked what? this up I yesterday, kept but trying to place her like, what is she from? And I could not, not figure it out or remember. Um, yeah, yeah she is. She is Guinevere is... Beck. Yep. Beck. There we go. Okay, cool. I needed that uh, answered. <laughs> yeah, that's I her. I, like... That's weird. I wish I would have known that before. Because the whole time I was trying to place her, I'm like, what is she from? But So his first night goes fine. He yeah. goes home. Then we find out when that Max girl leaves, is babysitting Abby for him. We find out that she mm-hmm. is actually working for the aunt and trying to get dirt on Mike that they can use to take Abby from him. So she's like ransacked yeah. the house looking for whatever. And it, Part of me was like, oh, she's like, obviously she's got dirt on this guy because he sleeps all day. But she tells her he, he sleeps a lot and that's about it. Like there's nothing yeah. nothing I have. So they come up with this, which I thought was the stupid, the stupidest plan. Like why not plant drugs at his house or like there's a billion other ways you could have got this guy in trouble with the law in order to get him fired or to get abby taken from him these so max yeah. I, I don't think these people are supposed to be perceived as very smart but max's family decides they're going to break into freddy's and they're gonna just destroy the place and get him fired so that again he can't get a job and then he has to lose custody of abby so he goes back the second night that's the night that he meets um guinevere beck aka vanessa the police officer yes I thought it was weird she stopped in too, but then I was thinking like this place didn't have a security guard or at least uh, Steve, Matthew Lowe's character tells us, hey, this place hasn't had a security guard for a while. We can't keep people. So I'm wondering if that was just a regular spot on her route that she stopped at just to make sure nobody was doing anything and she happened to see his car outside. So that's why she... So I didn't think it was weird up until later. Um, I didn't think it was weird that she stopped in there. I just thought they were trying to add an extra character to the movie. Um, but then she kind of tells him that she, she says, have you met him yet? Talking about the animatronics. So she introduces him to like the animatronics behind the curtain or whatever. They're still not moving around. I don't think at that point, uh, at least while he's no, there. No, I don't think so. But yeah. So I didn't find that as that, that didn't bother me, I guess, as much as it bothered you that she stopped in and was talking to him. I think if anything, she was just trying to figure out why he was there. Yeah, I mean, because, again, I mean, the only thing I could think of, too, is if they can't maintain security guards and they disappear, then technically there's there should be a record of that with the police, right? Like, hey, this employee came to work and now they disappeared. So mm-hmm. obviously this is a missing person. And if it's recurring, then I can see oh, maybe there is some logic to that for her to stop in and be like, hey, I mean, clearly we find out different things, but I guess that can that kind of justifies it a little bit. Uh, yeah. Something important though, when he is on his first night, uh, something did technically happen. He fell asleep and had the dream where he meets these five kids. That's right. Yes. Good call. Yeah. Which is important because they're just, it, he's in the park where the, the brother got kidnapped and these five kids show up. Yes. None of them are his brother. But they all just stare at him. And then when he tries to talk to them or approach them, they just run away from him. He tries to chase them, but he can never catch them. And then he just wakes up. 
That's right. I forgot about that. See, he does fall asleep, and then he gets introduced to the five the five kids that show up in this dream. The one qualm yes. I have with this is that they did that same dream sequence way too much. That really brought it down for me. Like, I feel like once or twice, okay, but like, you don't need to continue. And they're using like the same footage over and over, and it was just like, okay, I yeah. get it. Like, I think it made the movie too long, which the runtime on the movie yes. was an hour and fifty minutes anyway. Forty, yeah. Could have yeah, easily <laughs> cut some of that. Could have easily cut some of that out, right? By by cutting down on the damn dream sequences. But um, yep. so he meets Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It should have been an hour and a half. He meets Vanessa. They leave. We see that this is when Max's family shows up right after he leaves. Yep. Which again is stupid in, in my opinion that these people are doing this because he how's he gonna get in trouble? He's not even there. Like you would have had to have broken in when he was there to get him in trouble. You broke in after he was, was there. Right. So anyway, Gone. they, uh, yeah. this, this was the hardest scene to watch for me. Does this, them destroying this place? I'm like, Oh, this is terrible. Cause this place looked like so much fun. Right. So it's like, Oh man, he, they're just yeah. crashing the glass pinball machines, taking money out of the machines, yeah. just destroying this place. It was like, uh, it's like making my skin crawl watching them do this. Um, but they get what they get what they had coming to them because the animatronics do come out, and this is where the PG thirteen rating really kicks in because you don't see anything. And that is actually, in my opinion, a no, something a negative in this case because I was ex- I, for a minute I think I forgot this was PG thirteen, mm-hmm. and when they were getting attacked by the animatronics and nothing happens it just leaves you wanting more because they right. are pretty creepy looking like yes. i said i think they're very well done in in appearance but there's no payoff except with i think it's max who gets i think eaten in half but you just see mm. it as a shadow yeah she gets I think ripped. it was her it was one of them she is her she gets ripped her body gets ripped in half but you see it on the back wall as a shadow so you really don't see anything yeah, so yeah, it, you took the words right out of my mouth. You can really tell the PG thirteen rating from here, almost from here on. But th- this scene in particular, where they're coming to life to kill these guys, and there's just nothing. It's it's not exciting. It's not scary. It's just wow. I mean, Boogeyman was PG thirteen, yeah. and I think it had way more impactful, uh, scary scenes compared to this. Yeah, the uh, ring, for sure. The ring sure. is PG-13. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this movie isn't nearly as dark as those two movies, and I think that those two movies, yeah. the horror was predicated on the everything being off screen because you wanted to see so badly what was happening, and you saw the aftermath of it. With this, they don't even show you the aftermath of most of it. But for this movie, this is basically a slasher movie with robots and they did not give you anything that you would normally see in a slasher movie. And they left all the kills off screen. Um, And the cool thing about what sets this movie apart and what gives this movie teeth are the robots. And they didn't utilize them in a way other than making them dance with Abby later, which I mean, okay, whatever. But like, like I want to see these robots mess people up and you don't get to see that other than like a shadow on a back wall. Right. Exactly. I, I now that you mentioned like the the movies that I mentioned are dark. I think that that's what this movie needed. It needed, even though it's a 
seemingly cutesy video game. I mean, it's not. It's these robots coming to kill you in your security security office. I think they could have gone a darker route and it could have been a better movie and it, or at least show something because there mm. are other PG-13 movies that show things and right. you don't have to be completely graphic, but something. This, right. I mean, this, this did nothing. I mean, even the... Uh, potential jump scares, which are just opening a locker and something's there. I, I literally sat there like, oh, okay. <laughs> and you know, I'm the jumpiest person ever. Right. And I was just unfazed. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Move I, on. Next. I agree. It, the scares were very underwhelming. And I think they had a huge mm-hmm. opportunity to make it not underwhelming. I think it could have been really cool to see what they could do with yeah. those animatronics. And maybe the budget didn't allow for it. I don't know. Maybe it would have been too much to have these things do that. But what we see at the end is that really, I think these, the majority of the animatronics were actually people in suits and they just made it look really well. I don't know. I didn't look this up. I'm sure you can find it out there, people, and I could be completely wrong. But that's what it looked like to me. Um, the creatures yeah. were creepy. It really reminded me of when we were kids and you would go to those Chuck E. Cheese type places and they had the animatronics moving around. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, this, this scene here could have been a lot better. And unfortunately it just wasn't. So they, they kill all these family members of Max's and the cop yeah. shows up. Vanessa shows back up at Mike's, uh, wake. I think she might wake him up. I forget. It's like during the day. And you know, she yeah. blames him for this happening because she said he didn't lock the door, but we saw that he locked the door. So we know that the door they went in, he was, didn't even go out of. So the door was locked, which this was when I started to question her because she was like, I won't report this, yada, yada, yada. You know, the place got ransacked, um, but you have to do a better job. She found yeah. his pill. He left his pills at at Freddy's, so she knows he's taking pills and whatnot. So, um, and I think, doesn't she meet Abby when she answers the door? Yes, yes. And how did... Does he not find it strange unless I missed it? How does she know where? I mean, I guess she can look it up, right? Oh, yeah. She's a cop. She where can, he lives? Yeah, I think she could easily yeah, find mind. that information being a police officer. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, she, she does meet her. That yes. she came there for that. Again, I would have been like, I locked the doors. There's video footage of me locking the doors. There's, I. But again, True. I think we're supposed to get that Mike is just a sincere, like a, a sincerely, I don't think that's the right word. Hey, seriously. <laughs> broken human being yeah and he is he he is literally consumed by the disappearance of his brother right that's it he can't keep a job because uh from what the counselor was telling him uh, uh one of the jobs was that it was uh insubordination and i'm wondering that makes me wonder how many times did he do what he did at the mall at another job i think right? a lot. he just yes. clearly yeah, assumes that people are kidnapping kids. He's so traumatized by this that he can't, he almost can't function because he is functioning somewhat, but he, yeah. I mean, barely can't keep a job. Right, so. which is extremely annoying to me because, like, I get it. That would be terrible and something that would be a tragic to live through. But at the same time, you're neglecting your other sibling who is still with you and that you have custody right. of and you're supposed to be taking care of you're supposed to be uh, mentoring right and and helping to, to raise or right. you are not even helping raise you are raising this child so to me it was like man this guy's like throughout the movie he annoys me more and more 
Um, so anyway, she comes mm-hmm. to the house. She throws his pills away. Tells him he needs to get his shit together again. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> he goes back oh, to yeah. Freddy's. He brings her with him. He sets her up yeah. uh, like a tent, which I thought was cool. Because uh, again, mm-hmm. what else is he gonna? And this this like really upset me. Like because I was like, man, this is, I feel terrible for these people. Uh, to be put in the situation where like you have to go to work with your brother for the little girl. I mean, I feel terrible. You have to stay at this place, sleep on a f- concrete floor all night and then get up in the morning and go to school and then deal with all yeah. the normal stuff. The kids have to deal with on top of this. Right. So, but anyway, he takes her there with him. He cleans up the place and, mm-hmm. uh, this annoyed me again. He goes back to the room. She's in there with him though. Cause at first I thought he had her in a different room and I was like, how stupid is this guy? But Abby was like, no, she's in the same room. I'm like, okay. So she was in the same room as him. At least. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, he starts to, he falls asleep. He has another one of his dream sequences. He talks to one of the kids this time. And then we see one of the animatronics like coming down the hall and they open yeah. the door and that's when he wakes up because I think his alarm goes off or his head hits the table or something. Yeah. And we learn now that Abby has made friends with the animatronics. Yes. So is this when he goes out there and she's like dancing with them? They're tickling her. They're yes. Yeah. Cause it, it sounds like she's being attacked initially, but then when he gets there, she's, I think she says, Oh, they're tickling me or she's saying, stop tickling me. But it's like, uh, first of all, they shouldn't be moving. That's weird. And creepy that they're tickling you little weird although i will say music they set the groundwork really well for this because as she when he when he first when mike first meets vanessa she tells him which is also i guess kind of weird i thought about it later like that was really weird but she knows like everything about this place and she tells Mm -hmm. him how the robots, there's something to do with the way in which the robots are designed that allows them to be self, have self-sustaining power. So they never, like they don't have batteries. They're, they're always energized so they can always work. So they have self-sustaining power that allows them to continuously be regenerated so that that's why they can move and stuff without having to uh, be charged or plugged in or whatever, which or I think with, mm. which I think what we find out later about what's actually inside of those, I'm assuming that has something to do with how all of that works. I don't know. They don't really go into that detail. Um, but at this yeah. point I'm like, I would not be letting my child or whoever I'm taking care of play with these weird ass robots. Uh, no, no, thank you. Cause again, uh, they're machines. They should just be, whether they're self-powered, whatever the technology is, they should not be tickling someone because they're machines. They Mm. they are supposed to just be up there playing, talking in your sleep like they do a lot of the time in this movie. And that's it. Yes. Which is ironic that they play that song and it has a lot to do with sleep and dreams. But like, that's a big no. Like, I don't understand. I mean, that's why these are horror movies. He should have picked Abby up. And be like, okay, uh, we're leaving. And that's the end of the night. Sorry. So was that the fourth <laughs> night or the third night? Because the first night, he has the first dream, yada, yada. The second night is when he meets Vanessa. So this was the third night? This is the third night. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yes. Yes. So, the so f- they're friends. 
Yeah, so she's friends with him, etc. I don't know that there's anything else notable that happens because I know he takes her to school. Um, and I don't really know what he does during the day. I forget. But does he take her back the fourth night with him? And that's when they build the tent because Vanessa goes with them, doesn't she? The fourth night. She does. And I don't remember if it's the third or fourth night that we find out that the animatronics are the ghosts of those five kids. Because so those five kids disappeared from Freddy's. Yes. Right. Okay. Right. And they were never found. Yada, yada. And the, 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 they are the ghosts of. Yes. They are possessing basically. Yes. The robots. The, well, the theory so is also think, a possession movie. <laughs> I think Vanessa <laughs> goes with them to Freddy's and they like dance with the animatronics and they build that big tent. And yeah. does she, she stays with the, this is what, that's what happens. She stays in the tent thing with the animatronic things and Vanessa and Mike walk around and that's when they mm. see some of the, like the dissected robots that, and that's when she tells them about the traps. Um, and that's when she also tells them that the five kids went missing and that there were rumors that the kids were st- the, the, the person they never were found because they were put inside of the animatronic robots. And that's the theory of, right. you know, as to why they were never found or whatever. Cause I think he tells her that he's been seeing these kids. Yeah. And he, and he does explain to her about the missing brother and pretty much that he's obsessed with finding. And yeah, the, tra- the animatronics, it's, it's almost like the, the rib part caves in. Yes. It's like, yeah, it, yeah, it's it like goes into their death. ribs because he <laughs> right. leaves her alone. He leaves Abby alone with the animatronic robots because he wants her to ask them what they remember about the brother or if they know how to find the brother because they were mm-hmm. in his dream. So he goes off with Vanessa right. and then they start talking about it's, you know, how the robots are basically contain the souls or whatever of these kids and that these robots are essentially the kids. Um, He falls asleep again later. And this is where the kids make him a deal that we'll tell you how to find your brother. If you give us Abby, but, but we get to keep her. And he's like, yeah, like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. Yeah, that that's messed up. And there's, there also, they mention a, yellow rabbit Mm. right because the animatronics there's a bear a fox a cupcake and i don't know what the other yes yes a bear a fox a cupcake um what else is there oh um a chicken a chicken yeah looks like a chick yeah his name's chica 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 the chicken chica and uh they keep they mention a bunny and you see this bunny in a, in a drawing somewhere in the Freddy's. Yes. And it's holding, I probably five kids. If my memory serves me right. Yes. That's important for later on, but yes, he's a jerk for doing that because it's going back to, yes, we understand that you're obsessed with your brother, but what about your sister? Mm -hmm. So it's selfish. 
it's hard to get past it because it's how do you justify that? Doesn't even make sense. Well, I think what they tried I mean, to do does, is but it doesn't. They tried to make yeah. him change his mind so quickly because he's like, yes, because they were like, do you agree? And he was like, yes, I'll do it. And then not even 30 seconds later, he's like, wait, no, no, I can't do that. But he already made the deal and the kids vanished. Yeah. So that Super. at that point, I think <laughs> that is when he brings the ant in because he brings the ant back in because he tells her he has a surprise for her because she wakes up. She's at home in bed. He tells her he has a surprise for her, which she's all excited and it's the ant. So the ant is there. And basically he's yeah. in my opinion, I think he's going to give her, I think he had full intentions of giving her to the ant um, at that point. Yeah. So he, the ant stays with her and he goes off to work again. And this is the fifth night. And mm -hmm. while he's there, um, we see that somehow Freddie can leave the, the place now and he can show up at the house. You got me. <laughs> Was like, what is happening? I that part I don't know. That was weird. But he don't they take yeah. an Uber at some point? Am I missing the part where they take an Uber? Because he gets I the bear. Freddie gets in the the Uber and it's like crunch. Oh. But I forget. And that where, person doesn't think that's weird. But I guess if they think it's just some weirdo yeah. in a costume, I don't, yeah, that part was in the yeah, trailer. I think I slightly, yeah. So I don't. So know. I have to be honest. From here until the end, I'm I, memory is a little well, juggled. Yeah, no, that's fine. I think I think there's we, a lot. I think we can get through it here because really, there's not much of the movie left because this is the last night. He leaves her with the ant. Yeah. We see that Freddy ends up at the house. He kills the ant, takes her, brings her back to um, the location, back Freddy's. to Freddy's, and they're going to put her <laughs> in a machine. Or, or they're going to put Josh, they're going to put Mike in one of the machines too, I think, because he's like tied up. Yes, he gets he's that, tied up. He gets that bolt out, gets out of the machine. Very anticlimactic. I think they could have done a lot better with that as well. Super. And yep. um, Vanessa shows up, and I think she gives him a cute. little more information. They have um, they have Abby there as well now, and that's when the big reveal happens. That basically Matthew Lillard's character is the Yellow Bunny because you get this, which I thought was cool to be honest. You get this like reveal of him in the suit. Except you don't realize yeah. who's in the suit yet. But as soon as the suit started talking, because it's like kind of like what they kind of tried to do with Batman's voice in Batman versus Superman, where it's all like digitized. Mm. But like they do this yeah. big reveal, this big animatronic bunny, which again, I thought was cool. I thought this was probably the best part of the movie for me. Um, it walks <laughs> up and it's talking. And um, it's, you can clearly tell us Matthew Lillard talking behind this mask, right? But he yeah. takes the mask off. It is Matthew Lillard, who was the guy that gave him the job to begin with. You find out that yeah. Vanessa is actually his daughter. Yep. And he was the one that had taken all of the kids and he did put them inside of the animatronic uh, suits. I have a question, though. Mm -hmm. He says, I, I did this. I, I kidnapped your brother and now I'm going to take your sister and kill you. 
So am I supposed to believe that he actually did kidnap Mike's brother? I don't know about this because and this is again where you lost you lost me because he kidnapped all these kids at that pizzeria. Mm-hmm. Why he went to a camp now and only well, I guess we don't know if he kidnapped more than one person. Yeah. As well. So how does that match? So technically it's six kids, but there's only five animatronics. So then there's that as well. And how how did he know? Unless Vanessa told him maybe brother. And then there's that. I mean, you're okay with your dad doing this and you're a cop. Right. Well, it sounds like she became a cop to help cover the whole thing up. So I'm because the whole the whole movie. I'm like. Why is is she like the only officer in this entire town? But then it may I was like she's right. not she's not reporting any of this. So that's right. how they're getting right. away with it because yeah, this these things are continuously feeding and killing people and they're just not reporting it. Like cuz she's covering it up. So that's why I was like mm. what is she like the only officer in this entire town and then it it clicked it made sense. But then it I that does make sense. You're supposed to have this turn of character for this person who's known this has been happening her entire life. And just because all of a sudden she must like Mike or she likes Abby that she's like, Oh no, this is wrong. And then she shows him the other right. thing that was drastically underwhelming was how easy he killed all these machines. All you have to do is electrocute them and they, they like short circuit. Yeah. I, it, it's just, it, and that's the, I think that's the big key word for this movie underwhelming yeah the whole thing is underwhelming and i agree that oh years of this and now all of a sudden you have remorse Mm -hmm. like what is that and then my other question is none of these security guards can keep this job right so is it a sacrifice what what is the point of all these security officers just I would think it would be kids that you would be going after, I guess, right? In theory. Well, they said that he but, had some way they she couldn't understand how he was like controlling these kids because the kids didn't understand that mm. he was the one that had done this to them. That kidnapped them. And he okay. was somehow able to control these kids and they did his bidding for mm. him. So I don't know if maybe Again, maybe in the next movie, I'm sure there'll be another one because of the success of this. Maybe they're going to get into the lore of it and what actually allows this to happen. Mm -hmm. They left it very vague in this movie. But I think that's part of the way that they killed uh, Matthew Lillard's character was that they showed these robots that he was the one that had done this to them. Um, One part I forgot to mention was really cool is when Matthew Lillard, he's in the, um, the yellow bunny suit and he pulls out the knife and he does the ghost face knife wipe off did you notice oh, that? oh yeah 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 i did and and this is where i felt he was very stew in this and very grandeur right very dramatic the reveal and just the crazy persona um but even him dying was underwhelming he stabbed his own daughter of course he stabbed his own daughter she's yeah. like oh, dad <laughs> it's like come on he's a psycho i mean i don't know why you thought you were safe at, at any yeah. point and uh it looked like she got injured pretty bad but apparently she didn't uh i don't know it's just it's like what you said at the beginning there's too much going on it feels like so many unanswered questions but Mm -hmm. for sure they left this open 
for sequels. And of course, because of all the money it made, of right. course, they're going to make sequels. They're probably going to make more than one for sure. I wish they would have just cut the, like I get they're trying to make Mike this broken person, but I don't feel like it really played into anything later. So I almost feel like it would have been better off if they had just cut the whole brother backstory out of it where the brother had been whatever. Let's just say that the parents died tragically. He's stuck with watching to, to raising his sister. He has to take this job because of that. And that yeah. led to the situation he's currently in. I don't think it would have been any different. And then you could have taken all that time you spent on that backstory and building this backstory that really never came to fruition and focused on other things like how these kids were kidnapped, why nobody in the town suspected it was this guy. Where's he getting the money to pay all these security guards? Like, is this guy just like infinitely wealthy? Like what's, what's the story? Tell us more right. about Vanessa. Like, again, I think you nailed it. The, the theme of this movie is that it was drastically underwhelming. That being said, I'm not gonna, I still had yeah. a good time with it and I enjoyed it and my rating will reflect that. But I think it, what's disappointing for me is that it could have been so much better. And I agree with you. I'm glad you brought it. They could take out, because there is no payoff to the brother missing story. Right. There's none. Okay, you find out it's him, but at the same time, it still doesn't make sense that it's this guy. And why those five kids at that time, I mean, if he's a psycho, why isn't he still kidnapping people? What is, right. and again, what is the point of all these security guards? Is it a sacrifice to the animatronics to keep them alive, to keep the, you know, the ghosts alive right. kind of thing? What is the point? I I don't know. And the, and the problem I had is if I could, for me, if I could have at least had a good time with it, you know, it was funny or it was just so bad. It was good. It wasn't for me. Right. Like it didn't have moments that, okay, I can at least laugh at this. I was just underwhelmed and confused and just annoyed right. at, I can't. And then the fact that it was an hour and 50 minutes. Yes. Like, no, no, this could have been so much shorter, but. And better. Th they're possibly because i think they could have taken out that aspect and it would have been maybe better because it just made you feel like okay i want to know what's going to be the solution to this and you get none so you're just like okay so he's still a flawed character except he saved psychopath's daughter yes and at least he didn't sacrifice his sister and that's it but he was thinking about it like so yeah but he did I mean think about it Matthew Lillard gets sucked into this this bunny outfit. Those things go into his ribs. Yeah. And you see he's basically turned into the animatronic thing that he was already wearing the suit of. So I look for that to be where they go with the second one. It's probably going to be like his yeah. revenge or whatever. Okay, so I did some reading. Okay. And uh, the, the this story is in the game about the, the kids and the kids' ghosts being possessed. They possess the animatronics because it was a restaurant owner who killed them and stuffed them in the animatronics. So, so then I can see why this movie got 80 up in the eighties, because as a fan service, this delivered because that's what right. the game is. Right. And since I never got past whatever it was night two, I don't know this story. I just know what the style of the game is, but 
I can see why it was well well received in that aspect for the audience because I mean it it sounds like it's following following it, but they're adding, you know, the the brother missing and right. just the extra fluff, but the gist of it is there, and I mean it's word per word. I mean, I wonder if. This, I think this is really geared toward a teenage audience that probably has familiarized yeah. themselves with the game. So I could see why. I mean, I'm probably not the target audience for this, to be honest. Um, Same. Yeah. I think they brought like Matthew Lillard into this for generational people like myself, like an older generation that knows Matthew Lillard. Like, I don't yeah. know if I would have been as excited or if I would have thought it was as good as I think it is, if not for those few Matthew Lillard scenes because I do like him a lot. Um, he had the call back to Scream, yeah. the ghost face, you know, blade wipe off. Um, he's very, very outgoing, very flamboyant like he is in Scream. So it was almost like he was an old man stew, to be honest. Pretty much. Kind of. Which, yeah. which again, <laughs> I'm fine with. Um, he, yeah. They do end up, I don't know if he's dead or what, it's kind of left open-ended. They're clearly gunning to make more of these. And it made a lot of money, so why wouldn't they? So, I mean, I'm not mad at them yeah. for that. But So, I do have a few issues, though, with the way the movie ends. So, like, his aunt, mm-hmm. who everyone knows legally is fighting him for custody of his sister, is now just miraculously dead at his house. Because they don't yeah, take yeah. the body, right? They don't take the body. Um, they're going to find, unless they cover it up, maybe Vanessa helps him cover all this up. I don't know. But they are, because those other bodies are still there. He just somehow didn't see them because we see Max later. Right. Like, so, okay, so the place he's working at, a bunch of dead bodies, his aunt, who he's in, legally in a custody battle for Abby over, with, dead. not over, <laughs> dead, at his house yeah. in his living room. Like, yeah. How's he going to get away with all this? Oh, it was the machine robots. And actually, technically, Vanessa can't really help him because she's out of it. So she can't help him right now. In the uh, most crucial time for cover-up, she's out for the count because she's in a coma or something at the hospital. Because she's intubated. (laughs) Right. So, like, how are they going to play this off and then, of course, you get the after credits, uh, you know, post credit scene of the little little one. What is that thing? A muffin or something? A cupcake or something? Cupcake. cupcake. Uh, we see they call the U- <laughs> the driver back. I guess it's a YouTube person. I don't I don't know who he is. But uh, and then you see the cupcakes in the in the van with him. So again, I think yeah. they're definitely going to make more of these. Um, I'll I'll watch another one. I'm not going to lie. Are there issues with this? Yes. Is it as good as I thought it was going to be? No. Am I glad it did well? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm still always glad. So as of, this is on Wikipedia, as of 2023, this series, the Five Nights at Freddy's IP, this whole property, has sold over 33.5 million units worldwide. Wow. So you have to pay for this game. Yes. I paid for it. So I could still actually go play it because I own it on, what is it, the Apple Store? Mm-hmm. So I could go download. Yeah, you have to pay for this, even on the PC, everything. You have to pay for it. So, hmm. and they've made, let's see. So they have nine games, which I did not know. 
They now have a movie, a novel trilogy, uh, an anthology series. Wow. Uh, and obviously, you know, merchandise, <laughs> which That's we know wild. is a seller. Yeah. I don't think I realized how big this is, and that explains the numbers and why people enjoyed it. And I agree mm. with you. This is probably not targeted towards us at all, yeah. even though this came out at a time when our generation was playing it before the teenagers now. I think okay. it is more tar. It's definitely for a the movie was made for the younger whatever it's called now. The Gen Z. Who knows? Uh, is there a new them. one now? I don't even know anymore. I know I'm a, I'm a millennial, you know, which a lot of people don't like to be called that, but I am. So I just, you know, I take it on the chin. What I am too. I yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is big and there is no doubt they're going to make multiple sequels and they'll keep doing well. And again, if they keep following things as it is and they'll keep doing well with the fan base, they'll give more money and then it'll just continue, which is fine with me with, cause it's more video game love more money towards all that so i just i wish it was better i think having just, a if it had too much going on if it had a rated r rating and there was more violence and more gore and you got to see these animatronic robot things really yeah at their full capability i Go think it, it would have probably um appealed more to us but then i wonder without yeah. the pg-13 rating would it hit would it have done as well as it did at the box office? So I don't know. Maybe they did the right thing. Yeah. I think they objectively, I think they did the right thing. Cause I don't think they would have made as much money if it was rated R. Although is it hard to get into rated R movies nowadays? I wonder that is I, it? I honestly, I don't know if it is or not. Me either. Cause you can buy your, some people at work with teenagers. Well, cause you can buy your tickets online, right? But yes, but you still have to show it. At least here we have to show it at the at the front and they usually scan it and they tell you what theater to go to. Uh, but they're kids too. At least at my theater, they're all teenagers or yeah. young adults. Yep. So I just wonder, is rating really a thing anymore? I'd be curious to find out the answer to that. I'm actually going to ask. Uh, I have two coworkers that have teenagers and I, I'm curious to hear if their kids go to rated R movies without their parents. That'd be good to know. I know the, the local theater here that I don't go to, they have gotten, they're really good at it now because they've had so many issues with teenagers late at, at the later showing. So they do check. Mm. And if your parent buys you a ticket, they have to be, they also have to have a ticket and sit at the, in the theater with you. So they can't just get dropped off anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the one that I go to that's not the local theater here, cause just because it's bigger and nicer and they have more movies, is I don't look, I don't see them. Half the time, they don't, they, they'll scan your thing up when you're getting your concessions because they don't have anybody to work at the mm. door. So you go up and get your concessions and then they'll scan your ticket as they're giving you popcorn and stuff. So interesting. I doubt. Just I, curious. That'd be interesting. I yeah. doubt they uh, take it take mm. it very seriously, but um. So I am on Letterbox right now, and it's got a two point six out of five rating, so a little mm. over fifty percent. I gave it a three. I th I thought it warranted a three. Um, having talked about it, it didn't make me like it anymore. It didn't make me like it any less. But um, if there's yeah. a sequel, I will watch it. But 
I think this had a lot of untapped potential, and and I think that for me, you nailed it with uh, that. It's just it's underwhelming. Yeah, uh, I haven't put it in yet. I'm pretty bad about letterbox. I'll just forget, and I'll just go one day. Oh yeah, let me put in all my ratings <laughs> for all these movies I watched three weeks ago. But you know, um, for I'm going to give it a one and a half mm. for me. Wow, yeah, you like really I, did like it. The, yeah, I really it just is so underwhelming and I I was bored a lot. And, and that's the thing. If it if I can at least laugh at it or get a scare, one or the other have some kind of good time, but I just had none and even though it was a video game, it's not a video game I'm connected to, so I think I lost that part of it, mm-hmm. which is where I think that like, 80% comes in. Sequel that sequel has to be significantly better. Like you'd have to come and tell me, Erica, compared to the first one, yeah, it is less underwhelming. I would watch it because as we've mentioned, limited time, I got to use my time wisely. And um, I'm just not that invested in this, which is unfortunate because those robots were awesome. Agreed. They really were. And they had potential. So Here's hoping for a better, better, wow, better sequel. <laughs> but I still wish it a lot of success for the video game and the video game industry. So a one point five. So the average rating on Letterbox two point six. I gave it a three. You gave it a one point five. Uh, Jess also <laughs> saw this from Horror Movie Crew podcast. She gave, also gave it a three. Um, yeah. And nobody else that we uh, noteworthy on here that we know has seen it. Uh, go figure. So yeah. that's it. Is there nice. anything else you want to say about Five Nights at Freddy's before we wrap it up? Uh, no. <laughs> you were really disappointed. No. That's that's unfortunate. I thought I was going to like it less than you, and lo and behold, I liked it more than, than you liked it. So that's all right. See? It's okay. You just never know that's how true. it's going to go. Where there was another movie, okay. uh, The Nun Two. The Nun Two, I also liked a lot more than you did. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that one I did know. I was I wasn't sure because I didn't like the first one. You did like the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the part two, I was much more hopeful, but then I still came out of it kind of. Uh, and uh, remember, I also had that very dark theater. That's so right. I don't know if that affected it, and the sound was off. It was, uh, I think it was too low. Mm. So I think maybe that could have influenced it for sure. But yeah. it was better than the first one. I will oh. say that. All right. There's that I- improvement. <laughs> Progression. A caveman yeah. using a fork. So, hey, thanks to all the Patreon members <laughs> that listen to us talk about movies, video games, uh, illnesses, blood draws. You guys got like 20 minutes of behind the scenes this week. You guys are welcome. Uh, Thank you for all of your hard-earned money. You get every episode early. You get behind-the-scenes content. You get exclusive episodes. Uh, And the cabin trip stuff, I don't even know when that stuff's going to air for a Horror Movie Crew podcast. Probably not till December. Uh, But for for some of our stuff, it'll be out sooner. So nonetheless, thank you to Aaron P., Colette S., Zach F., Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast, Kimberly D., Felicia Connor from Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, Caitlin Ashley V., Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street, and a podcast on Fury Road, and my lovely mother, Nana Stevie Nicks. That is it. 
That's it. That's all. You're gone. You're leaving me. I, we didn't even talk about that on this episode. If you listen to In the News, you already know Erica's leaving. But you you guys will be stuck with me for a while. So until you return, which I don't know when that will be, I think maybe December? Uh, well, I come back the 25th. So whatever that Thursday I think it's like the literally maybe the last day of November. Mm. maybe yeah you come back around thanksgiving stuff will be recorded yeah so the people yeah. the crewbies will not hear from you until december yes pretty much yeah that's well, true yeah because we're gonna record and then correct so yeah see you next month that's it see you next month happy thanksgiving yeah. to you thank you you're you too you're welcome happy i'll have a blast eat a lot gobble, of ham. gobble 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 we're out of here bye Bye. Bye. Ay, 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 